Welcome to a new episode on Hamburger Generation Gil El Hamburger. I'd like to start off this episode by saying congratulations to Isra for having a healthy and lovely new baby boy called Nasser. Also, Ramadan Kareem to all our listeners out there. We pick up where we left off in the last episode with Tara and Mo sharing more stories and insights on the exciting new space of Bitcoin and cryptos. Enjoy the episode. It was about trading because I have I have several friends here who are full-time professional traders and it just seems like an emotional roller coaster um, something that obviously has to be learned but I'm sure you have so many like experiences and and, de- and how to deal with your emotions and trying to manage that and uh... yeah so I have my own method of how I do it so um, I'm not a good trader I wouldn't say I am Actually, don't trust anybody who says they are a good trader because nobody really knows. But some people have more experience experience than others. So the whole point of trading is that as long as you're correct 51% of the time, at least, then you're good to go. But like um, one of the things I try to do is... Um, so there are mathematical probabilities that you can work with. So um, I'm really into like trading bots at the moment. So I program bots that trade for me. So it's basically I'm trying to uh, leverage this uh, or take advantage of my emotions such as greed and fear and and all these kind of emotions that happen during the trade. So instead of just saying, okay, here's a thousand dollars that I'm going to be putting onto this weird coin that I've never heard of, what I could do is take the thousand dollars and just go after particular indicators that I know traders use. And what I do is I program a, a robot or a software bot to look at all those trades that are happening in the market. And then just whenever it goes up by 0.1%, which is like 10 cents, uh, maybe, or whatever, 10 cents, 5 cents, uh, make that trade, make the 5 cents and pull back out. And then do that a couple of thousand times a day. And, and it eliminates the emotion out of it. Yeah, well, what's cool about it is it's so fast. And, and these movements in the market, they happen all the time. Like every minute, the price is going up and down about a few thousand times. So those 0.1% are definitely happening, almost. They're a lot more happening than the 10% up that we're looking for. If we're putting, let's say, you know, a thousand into one coin and waiting for a week to see what happens with it or a month or a year, you know. So that's not guaranteed. But there's a guarantee almost, uh, I figured this you know, uh, through learning about bots, is that there's always a guarantee that things are, whether they go up or down, they go up and down in waves, just like that, right? And yeah. those waves are around like 0.1 to 0.5%, like half a percent movement, which are really common. So you set that up to do it, and then it just does like a few thousand. This is the, the kind of method that I really, I'm kind of exploring at the moment, and I'm finding it really, really cool. But uh, obviously, programming bots and stuff is is not the easiest thing. It's one of those things you got to learn. So before I made mine live, I spent about three months trying to figure it out how to do that. Uh, but it's actually been pretty cool. Were you a programmer yeah. originally? Yeah, yeah. I, I studied computer engineering. And... Uh, yeah, so I kind of. Do you have people coming up to you like, "Yo, man, if you've if your bots are are uh, profitable, can I put my money with you?" Because uh, the way yeah, I, the yeah. way I think all the time. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but if you have a consistently profitable bot over 
you know, a certain number of trades and you can just replicate that. Technically, the bot can trade forever and just make money forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fucking amazing. And, and not only that, so... <laughs> Wait, yeah, it's like little, little things coming in, but consistently. Yeah. So you literally have a robot making money for you. So the thing is, uh, these, ro- these bots only work in certain times, right? So like, let's say, um, I mean, you could make them work all the time so that even if it goes down, you can make money. And if it goes up, you can make money, right? So these things like shorting, shorting and longing and all these kind of things. But uh, so the way... Um, huh? Yes, I know what this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's basically like betting that something's going to lose, right? I've recently so, learned. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so... Um, it's it's really weird because like the more I spend time in this whole world, I realize that, you know, like we would say, for example, oh, you cannot open a casino in the Middle East. This is haram. This is uh, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. taboo, blah, 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 right? And then you look at the financial market and it's worse. Dude, it's worse. It's so much worse. It's like messed up. It's unethical. It's, uh, you know, uh, but this is it's very it's speculative. So spe- no, nobody knows what the hell is happening. Yeah. And the thing and is, you can borrow with leverage and lose yeah. all your money. But yeah, and the only difference is, is when you're trading markets, you're not getting, you know, you're not being served like cocktails and whiskeys and stuff. And, <laughs> and you know, man, just build a robot to do that for you, too. But but yeah, <laughs> so but that's the thing. It's like uh, gambling is in like the stock market and crypto and, and any kind of it's, it's literally gambling. It's just uh, regulated in a completely different way that makes it OK. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of people know that, but then the more trading you get into, the more you realize how close that whole thing is. It is highly emotional. You can lose every single penny you've ever made if you're not careful. But uh, but unlike gambling, wouldn't like putting your money in a stock or an investment, you're only making money if the the thing goes up in value. Which so, you do not know if it's going to or not. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. But if it goes up in value, you're making money, so is everyone else who's invested in it. But yeah. in gambling, you make money under the expense of someone else. Well, when you're making money in the I in a the company, point. it's also an expense of someone else. Where do you think the money is coming from? Whose expense? From the market. It's, people are losing. When, like, if I short a stock that you bought and it goes up, I lose. You're making my money. Right, but that's because you're shorting. Let's say nobody is No, but is that's shorting. a gamble, right? It's, it's still a deal that I put on, and you put a deal on. And you then... guys are talking about the gambling technicalities. Yeah. Jamil is trying to say yeah. it's slightly more ethical because there is a win-win if yeah. things go yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. yeah. You excluding could, you could the say shortening that. thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Excluding the short thing. Yeah, so I, but yeah. even when you buy a stock, you are also buying it from someone, so he's losing if it goes up, technically. Well, yeah. he lost the opportunity to make money. He didn't yeah. lose I could like, argue, money out of his pocket. But I could argue you could because the dollar is technically dropping relative to that thing. So he is losing dollar value. Yeah, exactly. I, I could uh, argue that the stock market... What? I could argue that the stock market actually affects real people's lives and kills people. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting into yeah, somewhere right? else. Whereas uh, cards don't harm anybody. The deal closes as soon as you leave the casino and yeah. you're good. So right, like sure, yeah. these things, like if you take the whole system into account, the whole thing is exactly the same. It's just, you know, we, we tend to give these things some kind of different like meaning and so on based on, on cultural values and so on, which is cool, of course. I think like casinos are bad for society. I mean, I do agree with that. I'm not trying to fight for casinos. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but like the reason I brought them up is because I think people should be really careful trading. It's, it's super, super addictive as well. Because if you start making money, 
uh, like if you make money one time and you lose 10 times, you for some reason you keep remembering the time when you won and you're going to keep putting money down. Uh, yes. And and that whole thing is like the the reward system in your brain when you're trading is exactly the same as in the casino. And psychologists have also said it's the same thing as trading in Wall Street is the same reward system that happens when you take cocaine. So these are similarities that are, it's, it's the same kind of, uh, I don't know what they are, endorphins, serotonin, whichever, mm. one of the hormones, right? Mm. So, but that's the same kind of thing. Dopamine, and dopamine. Dopamine, yeah. Serotonin is the one that feels good when you cuddle with someone. Oh, that's exactly how I feel when I trade stocks. Yeah, I, I cuddle. <laughs> I cuddle my coins. I laptop. I'm just gonna cuddle my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> my wallet. Uh, it's really funny, man. I, I sit down with lots of people who who are both professional traders and friends of mine who have just started, uh, including me. The first point when I when I first started, this is exactly what you were saying. I made a few consecutive winning trades in the beginning they were each like a thousand dirhams and you know i'd be like oh my god i just made like you know two hundred dollars that's amazing i could do this just like 10 more times and you feel like a king like i'm so fucking smart i'm the smartest guy in the world it's like i've never tried cocaine but this is exactly this is how the (laughs) you have now (laughs) this is exactly how the movies portray it right but i'm the king man yo i'm the shit (laughs) like you really feel really good about yourself and then you do and then that's then you go like i can put more like i can make more and then you start dreaming and getting the dollar signs wolf of sheikh zaid and uh and when i sit down man with with friends who are traders not necessarily professional ones but the ones who are just like dabbling in it there's this hilarious thing where i could sit there and conversation always ends up being the same goddamn story but just different numbers so i was like man it was this number 2.1 2.1 and then I sold it and then it went up to 2.3 man that sucks yeah man this one time I bought it for 8.5 but then I sold it for and I, every fucking story is the same like I've heard this one we all know sometimes you miss the, opportunities the what if sometimes you miss a fucking opportunity I do like were you were you uh, putting a trade when Elon Musk announced uh, Tesla did you have a trade going at the time no I didn't but I had I you know I hold a certain amount so yeah I loved it yes yeah, yeah. so th- this, this I don't like, trade I don't trade by yeah. I I'm I've uh, convinced myself I'm I'm not right for it yeah because so. like every now and then they give candles names and this, the they, they call it the Elon candle oh, and the Tesla candle that's yeah. funny uh, yeah. because a lot of people lost money uh, like the traders who are pro traders they all lost money everybody else who's like you know, like just getting in there, they all made money mm-hmm. uh, because the whole market looked like it's about to drop. And then Elon just kind of goes, Bitcoin. <laughs> and then, you know, it just shoots up and everybody's like, what the fuck? That's so crazy. We all shorted. Happens. Everybody shorted, I mean, including me, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody did this. And then every, like it, it went up like crazy, went back down. And then now it's going through the same pattern as before. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, okay, okay, we're going to short it this time. As soon as like everybody puts their shorts in, Elon is like Tesla one and a half billion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it just it t- twice in like the same couple of weeks. Uh, everybody was super pissed off with Elon, but we're also happy because everybody likes. Bitcoin. Oh man, I love him. Yeah, I love him. I love him. Yeah, he's amazing. No, I, I love him. I'm so happy that I've never sold a Bitcoin yeah. as yeah. of today. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well done, man. That might change Doge? when this episode goes live. <laughs> uh, what about Doge? Dogecoin? No, I never got into that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah. Doge is actually people like. Um, is that the one that is going up and down 
at like very predictable rates or whatever? Uh, almost, almost predictable. But uh, you just have to catch it and, and know when the whales are doing those movements. So um, Doge is like, it's one of those coins that everybody looks at as a joke. Yeah. But it's like Doge, Litecoin and Bitcoin have something that hardly any other coin has, which is they are fully decentralized. Right, so all other coins are owned by some company there or here, you know, like has a, a team of engineers that run the network or some of that, or like uh, private blockchains and things like that. So, Doge is actually one that could literally be if a lot of the whales now started selling their Doge just to make the market a little bit more fair. Just for, for, for the listeners, whales are people with lots of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whales are, yeah, people yeah. who hold a lot, and uh, so when what happens is some sometimes those whales what they do is they they would uh, want to pump up the price or or uh, collapse it like they crash it so what they do is they just sell all their assets just to crash it and then buy it in again after and so on so these are unpredictable movements and then with bitcoin you don't really have that that much because we only have one known whale that could do that which is uh, obviously satoshi, satoshi. nakamoto Satoshi, the Satoshi. legendary Satoshi. Satoshi, where are you? He has like uh, close to like a million bitcoins, but that it's called the Genesis. Uh, That's block. known fact that yeah. he has a yeah. million bitcoins. But Dang. we don't know if he still has access to it. We don't know if he's alive. Yeah, exactly. Or it might be the NSA, right? Yeah. So, um, are you Satoshi? Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so uh, with with Dogecoin, there's about thirty percent of all of Doge is owned by one wallet that is active. It's like still doing the trades every now and then, and uh, but if this was removed, you could literally use Doge to run the entire financial market today, and it will work better than Bitcoin. But people just don't think about this because yeah, Doge was just a joke and la 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 la. Mm. But the reason that those predictable moves, the reason I said this story is because those uh, predictable like uh Pump bubbles dumps. pumps that happen mm. uh they're all due to the few whales that run the network so they literally are every now and then they pump the price everybody gets in they sell it crashes they buy again and they're like a few billion richer and they just do this every now and then and we don't know whenever who they is. need money and we don't know who it is we know some of them no, but not do. all of them we know elon musk's wallet has um 2.6 billion dollar on it in doge what elon musk Whoa. owns doge yeah of course he does yeah we know his wallet billion How do you yeah, know yeah we know his wallet it's it's a public address it's uh the address I'll tell you now like they know that that's his address yeah damn because uh he he puts uh every now and then when he's on a like when things happen in the world or whatever he'll be like saying like he's let's say smoking or something like that he will make a doge transaction from this wallet that says 420 Oh, or <laughs> or when he whenever he's like you know off the what grid kid, man. and partying he will make a transaction for 69 yeah. things oh like that God. right so but the the he's wallet such has an idiot. Yeah. like he's just an idiot but the wallet does have like a, a crazy amount on it i'm going to pull it up now and show it to you guys um yeah do you think he's like sitting there with his friend like hey look at this yeah because every <laughs> time like he laughing like this like because <laughs> on reddit on doge this is a here we go like two here we go that's the balance now you can see in usd two billion dollars sorry to interrupt this wonderful hamburger generation episode but i've got an announcement that just couldn't wait do you love the hamburger generation podcast have you listened to every single episode do you And every episode wanting more? 
If you answered yes to any of those questions, then please support us on patreon.com slash hamburger generation for exclusive content, memorabilia, and much, much more. Thank you. A huge misconception about Bitcoin that I often get people saying they think that it is great for anonymous transacting or, or whatever. People don't know that there's a there's literally a public ledger where every single transaction yeah. that's ever been made is recorded. Yeah, but it's, so, they don't know that it's you. Well, they, you can see Still the public from yeah. this public address to that public address. But eventually, like the idea being like with KYC, with like all these protocols, like now I, let's say I have, uh, if in the future the government does uh, adopt regulate it. or whatever, yeah. then maybe they'll be like, okay, not you, if you just assign a public address to your name and there's a way of tracking this then that would be it's actually helpful for anti-money laundering in a sense no mm. yeah you could but see now there are a lot of uh more complex technologies coming out that will hide your bitcoin address and you can use other uh blockchains to wrap your bitcoin well, some complicated right? stuff so uh so for example there's coins like ren and there's wrapped bitcoin like wbtc and and ren and a few others and uh, these are like multi-chain networks. What you can do is you exit the Bitcoin blockchain through a different coin and get back into Bitcoin with a new address and nobody will know it's you because oh, okay. you went completely it's, dark so it's and like you went back. Turning your VPN on or something and uh no, it's like it's like moving house using teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like that, right? It's it's like nobody knows which direction the energy went to. Yeah. It just they know you just disappeared. And suddenly you appeared somewhere else, but nobody's there to, to you know, hear the tree fall in the woods. So it just, uh, it's a very, very, like, it's, <laughs> it seems complicated, but it's actually just a very simple way to hide um, yeah. your Bitcoin, actually. Now, these are, these are like new tech that's happening like this. Back to grade five level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, these, these coins exist. Like, there's a lot of really cool products now out there. Yeah. There we go. Grade five question. Yeah. Do you care... Or have any idea or, or like, what's the word? Speculation over who Satoshi Nakamoto might be. Or maybe first explain who is he and then... Uh, because that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. so he's a guy who, uh, I mean, he's, he's claimed to be, we say he, we don't know, right? Is the name that, true, that's true. being that's used true. to claim uh, the kind of IP or... or well, it's the, it's the person who created the idea of Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Well, it's it's the 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 online forums where the Bitcoin white papers were first published and uh, the announcement was made. Like, hey, I just developed a new currency. You guys want to try it out with all the with yeah. all the nerds like on the forum? Forums. Yeah. yeah. The dude's user ID is Satoshi. It's Satoshi, Satoshi Nakamoto. Nakamoto. Yeah. So this so everyone knows that this person or she he they. Is Satoshi Nakamoto is the founder of Bitcoin. Literally, no he was, who yeah. the, who it's a hell. guy who's a cryptography expert yeah. talking to all these mathematicians. And then one day he's like, hey, guys, check out this thing I yeah. just thought about. What do you guys think? And it's a nine page PDF. Mm. Just a PDF. And that's like the birth of Bitcoin. And, and yeah, he, he basically said, and then all of them with him, they decided let's program it together. We know all the other ones. We don't know who he, his identity is because they all like... They're all public record. We know who all the programmers are, but it's just not him. He's mm. the inventor. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start mining it and using it, and, and you know they, they launched it, and it was just an experiment. And then suddenly, one guy decides to buy a pizza, 
and then suddenly <laughs> it has value. It was like every twenty thousand bitcoins were some like a dollar, and um, yeah, that was the first uh, transaction. And then from <laughs> then on, man, and, and it's literally an experiment. It still is an experiment, dude. I think it's it such sounds, a it's, it's yeah, it's such a crazy sci-fi like. It's such a movie yeah. that some dude named Satoshi Nakamoto currently has a million Bitcoin, supposedly founded this currency that's changing the world, and no one knows who he is. And there's just like, it's, it's such a fucking movie that like someone could be this guy and no one knows yeah. who it is. Multiple people came forward claiming they are this guy. Okay. Which obviously I find it stupid because once you claim you're this guy, you're going to prison immediately. Yeah. All right, you're going to disappear. Yeah, Somebody's yeah. going to like... You know, somebody's going to want that money. And um, and then some people try to speculate that they are, like, let's say, Dorian Nakamoto. So there's, in, uh, I think, 2015, uh, Newsweek did a very deep kind of investigative journalism, they called it, um, of, like, this guy who is a cryptography professor at some kind of university in the U.S. And uh, he basically fit the entire uh, profile of Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, who's originally Japanese but immigrant in the U.S. Super smart cryptography expert. Ooh, whatever. that does sound like Satoshi. Yeah, yeah. and his name is his name is Dorian Satoshi Nakamoto. No way. Yeah, his name also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they found this guy, and then um, yeah, they made a, a Newsweek article about it, and everybody's like shocked. We're like, what the fuck, you know? And then uh, all over TV, all over the news, everybody's talking about Dorian Nakamoto. Now he is Satoshi, and everybody's kind of excited because. He just doesn't look it at all. The guy's got like greasy, long, messy hair. He's old, you know. It's just like, I want this guy to win. You know, he totally looks like an underdog. But then uh, on the forum, where you're talking about where Satoshi was talking to the other people, he just logged in. He hasn't logged in in years. He just logs in and says, I am not Dorian Nakamoto. Logs out. That's it. Just, just to kill the story. Dorian would do. Yeah, yeah, but that's something you would do, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but, <laughs> to I mean, save yourself. It. But Dorian, I think, is uh, locked up or something, no? No, no, he's, he's out. No, it turned yeah. out it wasn't him. It wasn't point. him, yeah. So they, they did investigate and whatever. I mean, he might be an amazing actor, but they did investigate and then they find, like, it's not him. And then a lot of people, he actually said to people, like, please leave me alone. I am not Satoshi Nakamoto, whatever. And it destroyed his life and his... because. Shit. You know, oh, like wow. uh, paparazzi, whatever. And then a lot of Bitcoiners actually got together and got a lot of money for him and donated to him to say, like, we're sorry that this is happening to you. Yeah, so it's a, so it's nice a really weird know. story, but it's, uh, yeah. yeah. It's so nice when the community comes together to help someone. Yeah. And then you get, like, Craig Wright, I think is his name. That's another one. That's one of the ones who claimed I am Satoshi Nakamoto. Oh, right? what a oh. douchebag. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't and him? No, no, it wasn't. Take like, his he, Bitcoins. Yeah. He... he <laughs> Like, well, he kind of convinced everybody who doesn't know how the blockchain works. Uh-huh. And everybody thought it was him and the media went crazy. But obviously, anybody who knows how it works was like, no, this is bullshit. This doesn't even work. And uh, yeah, he lost all credibility because he was one of the main speakers in all conferences because he's one of the guys who, I mean, he's a super, super smart mathematician. But then suddenly he claims he's Satoshi. Everybody knows it's bullshit. So nobody ever invites him anymore. Oh, that's so, so funny. He's, uh, yeah, yeah. What a loser. Yeah. He's like it's like that guy that slapped someone in a party. Nobody ever wants to invite him to the party anymore. Yeah. So it's like, why'd you do that? That was a horrible thing to do, man. Right. Uh, yeah. If this really were a movie, though, we know like eventually 
Elon Musk would come out and be like, I am Satoshi. He's <laughs> so funny, man. Yeah. If it really was him, be, he yeah. would definitely be the richest man in the world. It's funny because like, I know people who are, uh, the, every now and then I wonder like, you know, like I met people within the ecosystem like, uh, you know, over, over the last eight years. And there are so many people that I met that were super smart and super awkward. Yeah. And they just seem to have endless money, but they look like homeless people. And every now and then when that happens, I would just kind of go, fuck, what if it's this guy, you know? Yeah. And then... Uh, I, have, I have one of those yeah. in mind as well. Yeah. Like, and they're always really awkward, man. People who are in this space for like, you know, 10 years or plus. Yeah. They're always super socially awkward, mm. but like brilliant math geniuses. Yeah. I always go like, man, that guy is Satoshi, I swear. <laughs> I used to work with a guy who, uh, nothing to do with Satoshi, but like he, he got in like super early when, when Bitcoin was one of the currencies traded on the world of warcraft games right oh, so funny. it was like worth nothing and uh, he still has until today close to ten thousand bitcoins what a legend and he the thing is he never sold it he still has them and he still has a nine-to-five job and it's what? all good what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? that's not legendary. yeah yeah no no he no i know he has them and yeah. he still just is like no no i'll just keep them you know i'm doing okay i don't need them now and I'm just like, dude, you're wasting your life. Oh, <laughs> Nine to five, yeah, yeah. at least quit your job. Yeah. Ma- maybe he likes his yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does actually. Yeah, this is the weirdest thing. So if you meet the guy, I'm not gonna like without without you know uh, yeah, naming and shaming. But, but like, yeah. What's his I job? What's, um, what is this amazing job? Uh, <laughs> no, you will know if I tell you. Okay. So okay. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can, wait, can you just, oh. just it's, it's an office job? Like, can you describe it? Yeah, yeah, it's an office job. He's okay. yeah, he's, it's a tech office job. Does he have and, a boss? Uh, yeah. He or is does. he the he's, top dog? He's he's top dog, but he rejected promotion because he enjoys where he is. Um, oh wow! Has, yeah. So yeah. he does like his job. He loves his job. All actually. right. Yeah, yeah. He does really well. He does a lot of stuff actually. He's, Good for he's, him. Uh, yeah. Super right. well known actually as well. But yeah. So it's really funny, but uber geek. But I love him. He's a cool guy, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One day he'll he'll hopefully use that to I don't know build schools and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know coding schools. Wow, yeah. ten thousand. Uh, close to yeah. How much is that? Well, like about- twenty is a million. <laughs> twenty is a million dollars. Twenty bitcoins is a million dollars. Yes. Oh my so brain hurts. So it's uh, about five. Ah, no, no it's about 50. I just want to imagine the wait, amount wait, of money gonna, that he has access to. That he's I'm going to calculate it today, like right now, price. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I'm curious. Every now and then I wonder, like, I want, oh, right now, so-and-so has this much money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like in your head, like what's an amount of money that would be life-changing? It's about 500 million. It's about five. He has five. That's life-changing. Yeah, but that's a life-changing amount as well. That's definitely (laughs) a life-changing amount. That's definitely like a quit my job, move into a yacht. Dude, that's a nation. That's a nation-changing amount, isn't it? Well, actually, I think uh, from from an like from what I know now of because I'm a geek, right? I've never been into this shit, right? I've never done this until I found out what Bitcoin was. Suddenly, my whole life changed into I need to find out about investment. I need to find out how money works. And because I got into it politically, right? I told you, like, you know, I got into this because I'm a geek. I don't like how banks work. I want freedom for everybody, blah, 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 right? And then suddenly, Bitcoin sucks me into this whole world of I need to find out a little bit more about how investment works. And one of the things I found out is that if you pretty much have $100,000, this can literally change your life. Because you suddenly have the amount of income that you can still keep a job, 
but you can start working on making that more through investment. All you have to do is just educate yourself about it. Try to find out how you can invest this money into what and how. And this is how like $100,000 could literally change your life because you start looking at things completely differently. If you literally just go to, to work, make your money, come back home, and uh, and that's how you think the world works, or this is how just as far as your thought process would go and you're living paycheck to paycheck with a few savings every now and then so you could buy another house or a car or whatever, this is a completely different uh, mentality to the people who are actually changing their lives and other people's lives through investment. So just like try to find a way to make that money work for you and all you need is about $100,000. I think it's Warren Buffett who's like the first hundred or Charlie Munger or one of those guys. the hardest, yeah. Yeah, he's like just the first hundred or two, now like adjusted for inflation now would be like $200,000. It's like the first 200,000 is hard, figure out a way to get it. Work shitty jobs, double jobs, do it for 10 years or five years or whatever and then let that money work for you and then you can start building your own freedom and financial freedom and all that. But it's it's like uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I, I watched yeah. a lot of his work as well. Rich, rich and, dad, poor dad. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. And yeah. Um, yeah, literally, like with about a hundred to two hundred, you can start with like simple things, like a few bonds and and things that are very very low risk. They can work for you, and they, that could make you a salary. You don't even need to like work that hard anymore. You can work a little bit less. Yeah. I think yeah. if if you if you get a, a passive income that's enough to take care of your basic needs, then for me, that's like... There's a Financial mental, freedom. There's, yeah. a, there's a mental uh, like ceiling that used to be in my head that's been removed. Yeah. Now I can start thinking of things I can do that are more like in line with who I want to be as a person and yeah. what do I want to achieve in life. Whereas before that, it's like, wait, I don't even have enough income coming in for my basic needs. Therefore, I need to go 10 hours a day go sit in an office, do what I got to do yeah. until I have that. So it changes the the, the, the It's a the way. super simple process as well. So like, let's say if you sell grapes, right? If, if you're in the business of selling grapes, once you sell a few grapes, automatically you're going to start going to bed thinking about grapes the whole time and how can you sell grapes faster? If you suddenly, you know, do this with like whatever, like real estate or cars or whatever your, your line of work is, that's literally what you do. So if suddenly something changed in your life where your money is making you more money, like you're making your money work for you, you're just going to start figuring out ways for how can I do this faster, just like selling grapes. Yeah. Uh, you will evolve that part of your your thinking and learn more and all that. And it just automatically happens, but it's just people have to try it, I guess, once to see it. And uh, But yeah, I think now it's uh, just the way, because of crypto and so on, I think... And, and like things like Robinhood and blah, 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 right? All these kind of weird uh, retail uh, investment platforms. Uh, people are jumping into these things way too fast and way too risky. It's becoming a little bit... Uh, but you also learned from... Yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. Uh, but it, it makes it more... more um, Volatile, uh, unpredictable. No, it's, it's, I'm, I'm talking about like from a, the personal point of view. I think it makes it very dangerous for people because people are just like entering this, this world so easily. Mm. And they think it's a very fast way to make money, but what they're doing actually is just increasing the risk on their own savings and their, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like cool. And yo, final question. Uh, what's the price target for Bitcoin? Oh. Um, okay. I'm going to not keep it, like, I'm not going to say a very long answer, but I'll say pre COVID uh, calculations done independently across multiple traders around the world including my own mathematical probability equations and so on, 
I was predicting 78 and a half or 78, 600 was my number, right? That's the most specific answer I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. No, no, this is like pure mathematics <laughs> okay. as in it will be around there is when it's good enough for me. That's the number I think it'll reach. If it goes further than that, it's way too dangerous. Below that, you still have some leeway, right? That's, that's kind of like how I calculated it. Mm. But this was before I knew what COVID was. Uh-huh. Before I knew Trump's not going to be reelected, mm. blah blah blah, right? All these like different things, and before the we print, knew about the, the F two pool, the money printing, yeah. and the money printing, yeah, of course, all yeah. these things happened. Where now people are thinking, like everybody else readjusted their formula, and all all of them now are showing anywhere between one hundred and fifty to three hundred and twenty thousand in this bull run. Like so, by the end of maybe Feb next year, anytime from now until the end of Feb. At some point during that time, it might reach the highest prediction I have seen was 320. Actually, I've seen 400, but I think that's just ridiculous. Yeah, the ones who say a million dollars, I'm like, get out of no, here. No, this could be the next bubble. <laughs> I think million dollars in the next five years. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because if you look at every bubble, right, it reaches, let's say, 1,300. What's the next one? 20,000. Now we're at 50. We haven't even started yet. If it reaches like 150 to 200 this time, I'm out at like 100. If it reaches 150, I'm like, I'm out. I don't care if it goes to 500. Yeah. This is way too risky for me. And I'm then just five like, years later, Tarek is like, if only. <laughs> no, because. Bitcoin was so cheap. But you know what you do, right? If it reaches 500, it's going to crash by 95%. Yeah. All I'm doing is I'm out at, let's say, 150, and I'm just waiting and eating popcorn until the crash happens and I'm buying back <sighs> in. Oh, and I will probably buy like three, four, five times more Bitcoin than I ever had, right? Like just. Well, no, not more than I ever had because I, I in the beginning, <laughs> I, at the beginning, I was uh, yeah, yeah. throwing them away for cookies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, it was it was amazing. In the beginning, there were times when like uh, I would be walking around on a phone while it has like over three or four hundred Bitcoin. And this is an amount that's like so crazy nowadays. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In the company we had for the Bitcoin ATMs, we at one point we had over a thousand Bitcoin oh, in reserve God. because we need to distribute them yeah, across yeah. the ATMs and stuff. Obviously, these were on loan because, you know, but to have that much. Like that's just, how much money you were moving around. That's yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was easy for, you know, because back then it was like talking about anywhere between 80 to $300 yeah. was around that time, you know, it was uh, crazy low. I, I was going to say, um, you said you're, you're definitely out at 150. Uh, I, I think so. For now, let's say yeah, for yeah, now. I know, I know. Yeah. My, I've always, I've been saying, I don't know why I just did this, but right now, I was like thinking I'm definitely out at 1.30 and I was going to say I'm out at 1.30, but then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I want listeners to buy, like thinking that the audience is like millions. I'm going to like affect the market. You're literally, I'm saying saying I'm not a financial advisor and you're literally (laughs) tricking listeners. (laughs) I want more people in. So I'm like, wait, but if I say I'm out at 1.30, when it hits 1.30, they'll sell. So I, yeah. how many the, people listen to this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. This is not like CNBC where like, you know, is yeah. one of them Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thirty, I'm out. I think that, that'll be enough cushion. Yeah. It's because when, when the whole thing started, I was like 78 and a half is literally a r- amazing number for me because I mean, let's face it was the last time I bought Bitcoin. What was it? Like 3000. Right. If it if it collapses now and did I'm out, it, it's, I'm you happy. Bought at the March dip in COVID, the COVID yeah, dip? Did, uh, yeah. So no, before that, uh, so it reached three thousand before in 2019. Okay. okay. And uh, no, the COVID dip, I didn't. Yeah, me neither. I was already in. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd like to give a special thanks to all the crypto gurus out there. Honestly, I have luckily found myself in a few crypto circles and the community is always welcoming and excited to share insight and knowledge. So a special thanks to Tarek, Mo, and everyone out there educating people for a better world tomorrow. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you on the flip side.